Hey, hey, welcome back to The Chris Bradley Show. This is episode six, how to use manifestation and infuse magic into your everyday life. You guys, I'm so excited about this episode. This is literally the tools that I have been using for years to manifest and just make shit happen, you know, make magic happen. And uh, as I'm recording this, I'm actually getting ready to go on a 10 day long cruise with the spiritual teachers, Abraham. So I felt like this was an appropriate episode to drop right before I get on the cruise ship. So I hope you enjoy and I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. Let's jump in. So my first run-in with anything like manifestation or visualization-based was actually a book called Creative Visualization that I discovered around age 24. So as I flipped through the pages, I was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't actually believe what I was reading. I was like, wait a second. You're telling me I can just visualize something and make it happen? I mean, you're telling me I can just manifest whatever I want with my mind? Okay, interesting. I thought, let's give this a shot, right? So I sat down, I lit some candles and some incense, and I got all in the zone and rubbed my hands together. And I said, universe, I want to go on tour. Now, I said this knowing full well that I did not have original music at the time, nor did I have an audience. So this was very unlikely to happen. You see, I was actually a cover singer at the time, and everyone knew me around Hollywood as the Zeppelin girl because that was the go-to. I would sing at all the karaoke and rock and roll karaoke bars. I know, I know, I'm super cool. But about a week later, I get an email, which first off is already weird because it was 2009, and I don't even think I barely checked my email. But I opened my email and it says, hey, Chris, I got your name and email from one of the band members of the rock and roll karaoke band on Sunset. And he says you could kill some Zeppelin on the mic. I have an interesting opportunity for you. Give me a call, Mark. And my first thought was like, oh, my gosh, there's no way. Like, what could this possibly be? But I was excited because Zeppelin was literally my favorite band of all time, right? So I call him, and sure enough, it was an opportunity to audition for an all-girl tribute to Led Zeppelin that was about to go on a three-month tour and just lost their lead singer. So, of course, I immediately got myself a plane ticket and flew to New York to do this audition. And let me just tell you, it was like... It was like love at first jam, okay? Like when I got into the rehearsal space with these ladies, it was pure magic. It was so epic. And there was this moment during the rehearsal where the guitar player and I just locked eyes and we noticed each other's tattoos. And she had the Zoso tattoo, which is the Jimmy Page symbol. And I had the Robert Plant tattoo, which is the feather, which actually maybe you can see right here. Right. And and that actually means writer and goddess, by the way. So we looked at each other and we're like, oh, it's on. Of course I got the gig. Right. And we left shortly after for a three month tour. And it actually was a United States tour, but it kicked off with a show in Mumbai, India. And we even got to travel business class for that, which I had never done before. And can I tell you something? It's hard to go back after business class. Seriously, one of my life goals is to travel business class everywhere I go. I still got to manifest that though, but not bad for a first manifestation, right? So over the years, I went on to play with this and use my imagination to create my reality time and time again. In fact, one of my favorite stories about bringing my crazy manifestations to life was when I got a free studio makeover in Nashville. So this is insane. Check this out. 
I actually had been putting together Pinterest boards for years, visualizing the type of studio that I wanted. Now, at the time, there was a lot of pictures of, you know, boho, colorful, vibrant, kind of almost like hippie um, aesthetics. In fact, let me show you. It looks like this. So you can see my Pinterest board and all of the pictures that I put together. And when I was gathering the pictures, I would just feel really good about it, knowing that it was already mine. It just hadn't manifested yet, but it was on its way. All of a sudden, one day I get an email that says, hey, Chris, would you like to be on a reality show? It's kind of like Pimp My Ride, but it's for a home studio makeover. And I was like, what? What? Are you kidding me? In fact, I actually thought it was spam at first and I almost didn't even respond because I was like, this is like one of those, you know, you could win a boat or win a million dollars. And I thought it was junk, but I said, you know, there's something here. I'm going to respond. And it turned out being totally legit. The thing is, I didn't even hunt down this opportunity. I was just collecting these images on Pinterest every day. And I kept saying, I'm so thankful for my new studio. So here is a quick view of what they did to that home studio in Nashville. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, you might want to check out the YouTube video because it's pretty unreal. This was a really, really amazing studio and I didn't have to pay a dime for it. So the show that they put together, which was like home studio makeover or something or other, uh, it didn't actually end up making it past that pilot season. So we shot the pilot, but it never aired. But guess what? I still got to keep everything. So if that doesn't show you that manifestation is real, I don't know it does. And it might sound crazy, but I think Disney kind of nailed it with Peter Pan. Uh, how does it go? Think of a wonderful thought, any merry little thought. Think of Christmas, think of snow, think of sleigh bells, off you go. <laughs> Something like that, right? But here's the thing. It's not just thinking. It's feeling. Let me ask you this. When you go to manifest, can you feel like your wish has already come true? Because that's really the secret. We're going to get into more of that in a little bit. But next, I want to talk to you about a new way to pray. Marianne Williamson says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And it is not in just some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Oh, that is one of my favorite spiritual quotes of all time. So I want to address something when it comes to money, because I feel like that's one of the most common things that people ask for or pray for, but I think it's also one of the most common things we play small around. So when it comes to your desires around money, playing small in an attempt to appear humble or grateful will actually get you nowhere. Okay, so what do I mean by that? It looks something like this, like, oh man, I would just be so happy if I could just make $5,000 a month. Oh, that would just be so happy with that. Oh, I don't need much. I'd just be happy if I had enough to pay all my bills. Stop right there. There is a difference between being humble and between scarcity masquerading itself as gratitude. Okay, would you just ask for enough air to breathe? Do you want just enough food to eat? And we shouldn't do that with money either. Why wouldn't we want more than enough? Isn't that really the life that we want is a life of freedom? 
So this playing small comes from the subconscious guilt that we feel around money because of the mainstream narrative that tells us that all rich people are evil. And all you have to do is just turn on the TV or watch a movie and you'll see it that, you know, the rich guy is always the villain, right? But that is a stereotype, right? To say all rich people are evil is like saying all men are assholes or all women are crazy. Okay, that's not true. And we have to change our beliefs around that. Because as long as we believe that, we're going to apologize for even wanting money or play small or push it away. And that's what blocks it from coming to you. Have you ever caught yourself silently judging someone for having something nice that they bought for themselves? I know I have. No shame, right? Yet we want to be able to buy ourselves nice things. But we can see how that's not an energetic match, right? Because the law of attraction says that you don't get what you want, you get what you are. So if you're bitter and you're angry and you're judging, you're going to get more things to make you bitter and angry and judgmental. If you're judging people who have money, you cannot attract it. Just like if you're judging people that have success, you cannot attract it. I always find it so ironic when a musician says that they want to make money with their music, yet they'll call another artist a sellout as soon as they go mainstream. I mean, think about it. If you were like a store owner, wouldn't like the best thing that could happen to you be that you have to close the doors and put a sign up that says we're sold out? I mean, doesn't that just mean that you succeeded and that the demand is high? So another thing about manifesting that I want to address is that a lot of people think manifesting and wishing for something are the same thing, but that's actually not true. Saying I want something has a very different energy than saying I have something or I am something. So instead of saying you want to make six figures, try saying thank you so much for bringing me a six-figure year. That brings me back to my favorite prayer, which is thank you. Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore, I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So here's another example of how I've manifested some magic in my life. So in 2015, I got this nudge that I was supposed to be in Nashville. Now, I had never actually been to Nashville, but I had heard from a few people that if you're going to go, you should go for at least two weeks before you take the plunge just to see like what the whole lifestyle is like before you pick up and move there. So I was like, okay. And I just bought a round trip ticket without even thinking about it. Well, the problem was I had no place to stay and I didn't really have any money especially not for two weeks of hotels or Airbnbs, right? So I decided I was going to manifest a free place to stay. In fact, my certainty that this was going to happen was to this day, the most powerful certainty I'd ever experienced. Like my friends thought I was out of my mind. They were like, Chris, we love you, but you've lost your marbles on this one. Like, good luck with that. But I just kept saying, thank you, spirit. Thank you for my free place to stay in Nashville. Thank you. And it was getting down to the wire with only like a week left to go. And all of a sudden I got this nudge to just put an ad out on the Craigslist in Nashville. And I titled it traveling musicians seeking a place to stay. And I put a picture of me and a little bit about me and that I was just looking for a free place to stay. So after dodging a couple bullets and some shady folks, including an invite to star in an adult movie, I opened my laptop to find this email with just a few days to go. Hey, Chris, my name is Charlotte, and I have two cats that I need someone to watch while I'm out of town for two weeks. I'd rather find someone who really loves animals and just needs a place to stay rather than rent out my place. By the way, it's in the heart of East Nashville, really close to everything. What do you think? Charlotte. So when I opened this email, I smiled ear to ear, knowing I had done it again. The master manifester was a back. <laughs> Not only had I manifested this place, but her travel dates literally lined up with mine like to the T. Like when she needed someone there was the exact dates I was traveling. It was crazy. Now, I ended up taking her up on her offer. I visited Nashville and I fell in love with it. And then I moved there a month later. 
and became Charlotte's permanent cat sitter. So here's the deal. Law of attraction isn't quackery. It's science. Like attracts like. And if you want something, simply hold it in your mind's eye and just believe that it's already yours and then let it go. That's it. Let it go and trust. So I know what some of you might be thinking. What about when it doesn't work? Because for some of us, we've been trying to manifest something for a long time and it hasn't happened yet. And I get it. It can be frustrating. I have plenty of things that I have not yet manifested, but I find comfort in knowing this. Sometimes when we haven't manifested something, it's because we're not yet an energetic match for it. So I can sit here all day and try to manifest $100 million. But the truth is, is I'm not an energetic match for that amount of money right now. So I don't believe that it's impossible, but I know well that if that's what I really wanted, that a lot more would have to happen in my life before I could be an energetic match for that. All right, next I want to talk about journaling. Journaling is not only a powerful tool for self-reflection and personal growth, but it can also help you manifest your dreams and your goals. Now, I do different types of journaling to accomplish different things in my life, so I'm going to break this up into categories. So the first type of journaling that I do is called morning pages. Now, morning pages are three pages of longhand stream of consciousness writing done first thing in the morning, and they were coined by Julia Cameron, who wrote the book The Artist's Way, which is a must read if you have not checked that out yet. Now, there's no wrong way to do morning pages. Just know that they're not your art, right? They're not even writing. You don't, you don't even show them to anybody. They're just about anything and everything that crosses your mind. And they're only for your eyes, right? So even Julia said, you know, sometimes she would be writing and she'd go, oh, I forgot to get kitty litter from the store today. It's really just about getting like all of that gunk out of your brain. So the most important thing to remember is not to overthink the morning pages. Just put down three pages of anything on the page and then do three more pages tomorrow. So for me, the morning pages, they're not really writing. They're more like spring cleaning. And it's like a way to get all that noise out of my head before I begin my day. Now, another thing to note about morning pages for me is they are non-negotiable. Like I do these every day, okay? In fact, I just went through a pretty big breakup where I ended an engagement and I had to move from one state to another. And this included driving back and forth a few times and looking for a place and making a bunch of appointments. It was a whole ordeal. And even through all of that and all of that drive time, I still didn't skip my morning pages. Um, partially because I love that I've just built the habit and I don't want to break that. But really the reason I show up every day with these morning pages is I, I envision myself wooing the muse, right? I want to be blessed with inspiration and creativity. So I show up first and I feel like doing my morning pages every morning is letting the muse know that I am showing up for her and I am just ready for her to grace me with that lightning bolt of inspiration and creativity. Another thing that I noticed is I've been doing them daily now for several months without missing a single day and it's the most creative I've ever felt in my entire life. I've definitely known about them for years and not been as consistent as I've been recently and it's been a game changer. I didn't even realize how creatively blocked I was until I started doing them. And now it's like I've unleashed this magical, creative, playful artist that was just dying to burst out of me. So words cannot begin to describe the daily magic and endless inspiration I experience. And I feel like I really have my morning pages to thank for that. Also, I have a designated journal specifically dedicated to nothing but my morning pages. Okay, so next I write in my manifestation journal. 
Now, I do a few things in this journal, but they all relate to what I desire, what I want to achieve, what I'm trying to create, what I'm trying to manifest. So there's a few different approaches I take in writing in this. The first one is scripting. Now, scripting refers to the practice of writing down a detailed description of your goal as though it's already happened. So the idea here is that by visualizing and describing the desired outcome in specific positive terms, the universe will align to bring it about. And it actually makes my manifestations come to life so much faster. So I'm about to read you an example of an old journal entry from over 10 years ago. In fact, I think it's over 15 years where I wrote this. Thank you, universe. I have an exquisitely beautiful home with gorgeous furniture, inspiring art, luscious plants and herbs all around, a fully equipped home studio with top of the line gear and guitars, and my bedroom is a sanctuary for sleep and meditation. I've lost 25 pounds effortlessly, desiring just the right food and beverage to keep me healthy and fit. I have a completely new wardrobe that expresses me to my fullest, both as an artist and as an individual. My phone rings off the hook with countless opportunities for my music. I am an extremely successful, happy artist and person. I have complete financial freedom, and I travel to the places I desire, free from all debt and free to roam. I attract the most amazing people into my life. Now, if you're watching the video, you can see like how tattered and old this is. Like even the binder has detached <laughs> from the pages. But here's the thing. All of these things have actually come true. I have my dream studio in sacred space. I lost the weight effortlessly. I upgraded my wardrobe. I have a successful business. I'm starting to travel to the places I've always wanted to go. And I have amazing people in my life. So another type of journaling I like to do is mixed affirmations, which is where I mix up things that I already have with things that I have yet to receive. So it might look something like this. I love driving my white Ford Explorer, which I have. I love driving my new white Range Rover, which I don't yet have. I love having a kick-ass team, which I have. I love having a rock star personal assistant, which I don't yet have. I love having a beautiful space to create my art in, which I have. And I love having an eight-figure brand, which I don't yet have. The idea here is to get into the energy of what you do have, which builds confidence. And then you carry that abundant energy into your desire so that when you go to manifest, you're manifesting from a place of abundance instead of from lack. This is a game changer. I'll never forget the day I met the energy healer who introduced me to manifesting from abundance. His name was Atana. And he said to me, Chris, you've been manifesting enough to survive and you've got really good at that, but you need to start manifesting to thrive. So my favorite mantra that he gave me was, how can this get even better? Which he told me to start using when things were already good. Now, it's funny because at first this felt unnatural. Like if things are good, I should just be grateful, right? But the key here is to manifest from abundance. So it's not like you're ungrateful. You're just saying, wow, this is awesome. And when you're in that good vibe, right? I wonder how this could get even better. And because you're dialed into the enthusiastic energy of already having, it's magnetizing, right? So this is how you become a master manifester. If you take nothing else from this entire training, that's how you do it. You learn how to not only ask for what you want and visualize it, but you learn how to manufacture the feeling. Okay, so another thing I put in my manifestation journal are letters to God or letters to the universe, whatever you prefer. So most of them start with dear universe or dear God, and then I just write what's on my heart. 
whether I'm making a request or asking for clarity or help in making a tough decision or just simply expressing gratitude. So I actually have lots of different journal prompts that I use for manifestation and I feel like I could talk about journals for days. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to leave a link in the description for you to grab those journal prompts. Okay, so let's talk about everyday magic how I use intention, rituals, and energy work to attract miracles every day. So you already know that writing is a big tool for me when it comes to manifestation, but I think a close second to that is note-taking. So I write down everything. I'm always observing. I'm always documenting, and I really feel like it helps me to stay present as well. So whether I jot it down in my journal or in my notes app on my phone or even like a voice memo, um, I'm always documenting what's happening. And I think that's also because I'm a content creator and I know that I'm going to use it in some form of future content. But here's something really cool. Pulitzer Prize and Grammy award-winning artist Kendrick Lamar says, note-taking is the closest thing we have to time travel. And when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Because when I was digging through old journals to actually make this podcast and video, I was literally overtaken by the emotion and the energy um, that I felt as I got to read like what 25-year-old me was thinking and feeling and what 30-year-old me was thinking and feeling and manifesting and dreaming about. And if that's not time travel, I don't know what is. And if time travel isn't magic, I don't know what is. (laughs) So note-taking is a big one for me. Another tool that I use is reading. Reading has changed my life. It has changed my life, but I haven't always been a reader though. If you watch my last video, How I Broke Free from the Starving Artist Myth, I actually tell a story about how I discovered the book, The Slight Edge, which was a total accident. So if you've ever heard the saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, it was kind of one of those situations. But This book, it kind of fell into my lap, and it was my first introduction to personal development. And I'll never forget that book being the catalyst for so much change in my life, including becoming a reader, because there was a part in the book that said, always read 10 pages of a transformational book a day, and that really stuck with me. And that's what led me to read books like Think and Grow Rich, The Magic of Thinking Big, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and so many other great classics. Here's the thing. If you read books geared at raising your consciousness, it will literally change your life. If you want to change your money mindset, read money consciousness books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill or Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eckert. Want to expand your consciousness? Read books like Letting Go by David Hawkins or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I've even healed myself of chronic back pain, reading books like The Great Pain Deception by Dr. Steve Ozanich and Healing Back Pain by Dr. John Sarno. And I use the books The Naked Mind by Annie Grace and The Easy Way to Control Alcohol by Alan Carr to help me quit drinking. So you know what they say, leaders are readers. Seriously, read 10 pages of a transformational book a day and watch how your life changes and how much magic comes into your life. Also, if you would like a list of my book recommendations, I will drop a link for that in the description as well. So being a reader literally changed my life, and it took me from being a struggling, starving artist to a full-time seven-figure creator. Okay, so my next magical tool is prayer. Now, this isn't the typical prayer that you might be thinking of where one gets on their knees and starts making requests. (laughs) I could actually just as easily call this tool communication with spirit or daily communication with spirit because that's exactly what it is. So I'm always praying. 
I don't just pray in the morning or in the evening or when I want something. I pray all day because I'm always in a constant conversation with spirit. So I'm either thanking spirit or I'm asking for guidance or I'm manifesting. And it's not really separate because I'm constantly in this state of consciousness where I'm co-creating my reality with spirit every day. And part of the way that I do that is I'm always checking in with my energy. How am I feeling? How am I breathing? Am I am I present? What is my body asking me for right now? What is my soul asking me for right now? So I feel like I'm always kind of in a constant state of prayer or meditation. Another tool I use for everyday magic is, of course, vision boards. So I'm a big fan of vision boards. And these days, it's really easy to create a digital vision board on Canva. So here's what mine looks like currently. I want to go to Italy. I'm writing a book. I want to start speaking publicly. And I'd like to get another Two Comma Club award, which is the award you get for generating a million dollars in your business. And so I put that on my desktop. So it's the first thing that I see every day when I sit down at my computer. So here's a little hack I have for turning your digital environment into a nonstop vision board. So here's the deal. Most people let an algorithm determine what they're consuming, right? You open the app, you start scrolling, uh, or you're choosing to scroll the news or the drama that's being pumped by the mainstream media, okay? But I believe that as a conscious creator, we need to decide, we need to curate what we're going to consume if we're going to scroll. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, if you're going to look at images or watch any kind of content, why not have it be something that you put there intentionally and something that inspires you and makes you feel good rather than reactively just looking at what's thrown at you, right? So I always say you are what you eat. So the quality of what you create is going to be determined by the quality of what you consume. So here's my hack. Start following accounts that inspire you and unfollow everything else, even if that means friends and family. It's okay. So I follow motivational accounts, uh, spiritual accounts, business and marketing accounts. So that way, when I pick up my phone and I open any social media app, I only see things that make me feel good, whether they educate, entertain, or inspire me. I have carefully chosen to curate my experience as a consumer in that moment. So these days, I'm also following a lot of travel bloggers that post like beautiful videos and images of places that they travel, especially in Italy, because that's where I want to be. So let's have a check-in. You know, what's in your feed? Are you looking at what the latest celebrity drama is? Or are you watching the latest scare tactics from the news? If so, try unfollowing those accounts and just follow people that inspire you. So one of my other very important tools for everyday magic is having a sacred space. So having a space that inspires me has been such a game changer in my life because spaces hold energy. And when you designate a space as sacred and create a vibe that inspires you, it can be very powerful. Now you can do this with candles, incense, plants, artwork, lighting, and you can do this on a budget. All that matters is that the things you put in your creative space inspire you. So I've sort of turned my whole home into a sacred space with different areas serving different purposes, but this is my sacred workspace that you're looking at right now, okay? And the space is free from both digital and physical clutter. 
I've learned that over the years that clutter is actually chaos of the mind. So when I have a clean space to work in, I am way more productive and I'm way more creative. And you'll notice it's really inspiring in here. It's super vibey. I'm always burning incense. I'm always burning candles. And I have a daily practice of creating in here. So it holds that creative energy. And I'll tell you what, it is hard to walk by this space without wanting to create. So talk about crushing resistance when it comes to getting my work done, right? So another tool I use for everyday magic is self-care. Now, this is really important. We have to do nice things for ourselves. Whether it's a hot bath or getting a massage once in a while or even simple aromatherapy or just going on a walk or going out in nature, we must prioritize self-care if we want to infuse magic into our daily lives. And it doesn't have to be an expensive spa day. You don't have to get crazy, right? But it could be simple things like I make myself hot tea every night as a ritual for self-care. I light incense every day and candles as a form of self-care. I listen to music that makes me feel good. Even when I'm working, I put on light study music or like um, lo-fi hip-hop or, you know, whatever makes you feel good. I take myself out to a nice restaurant at least once a week. I take hot baths every day. <laughs> I buy myself fresh eucalyptus from the farmer's market and I hang it in my shower so that the aroma releases with the hot shower steam. These things are really affordable and they don't take that much time. And you'll be amazed at how much this will change your life. I'm not kidding you. My life changed dramatically when I learned what true self-care and self-love is. And the funny thing is, is I actually used to think that self-care was indulging, especially when I was still a drinker. So for me, I'd be like, oh, it's treat yourself time. You know, self-care, drink a bottle of wine or eat an entire pizza or an entire tub of ice cream. <laughs> and listen, if you're feeling called out right now, let me just say, I'm not here to judge you for your self-care routine, but I will say this, and this is something that I got straight from spirit as a message to me. Real self-care does not harm your future self. And I think that's worth repeating. Real self-care will never harm your future self. There are so many ways that you can treat yourself without punishing future you. So I'm not saying that I don't ever treat myself to pizza. I'm just saying I don't confuse numbing with loving myself. And that's one of the most important aspects of self-care is to love yourself. And I know, oh my gosh, I know how difficult this can be. A lot of people feel really guilty around doing nice things for themselves, especially if they have children or family that depends on them. You really just feel like you're giving all the time and like you'd be selfish to do something nice for yourself. And I totally get that. And this actually reminds me of a concept that one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Wayne Dyer, talks about. So Wayne Dyer says, if you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. You're not going to get anything else when you squeeze an orange. You're not going to squeeze an orange and get grape juice, right? You're going to get orange juice because nothing can come out of you that is not in you. I feel like that's worth saying again. Nothing can come out of you that's not in you. So if you're feeling guilty about practicing self-love and self-care, remember this. We cannot give to somebody else what we don't already have. It's kind of like the saying, secure your oxygen mask before helping others. So the best service that you can give to the world and to the people that you love is your happiness. And the more you love yourself and you honor yourself and you take care of yourself, the more you put that loving energy into the world. Your happiness is contagious and it causes a ripple effect. So rather than feeling guilty about doing something nice for yourself, I want to invite you to view self-love as a necessity if you're to bring your best self to others. Okay, so my last tool for everyday magic is clearing. 
Now, clearing energy is important because sometimes negative energy can accumulate in our homes and in our energetic fields, which can lead to feelings of stagnation and anxiety and depression. And as someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression for years, it's really important to me that I do these things. So uh, one of the things that I do is I burn sage, which is also known as smudging. And this is a traditional practice that has actually been used for centuries to clear negative energy from a space. So sage contains compounds that release negative ions when burned, and that can neutralize the positive ions in the air and promote a sense of calm and relaxation. So it is said that the smoke from the burning sage attaches to negative energy and removes it from a space. Now, I know this might sound a little crazy, but I'm telling you it works. If you have negative vibes like within you, smudge yourself. <laughs> if your room has bad vibes, smudge it. Heck, you might not even feel like something has bad vibes, but it's just good to smudge an environment to clear it for any potential negative energy hanging out there that you don't sense. So when I smudge, I say out loud, may this space only be available for energy spirits and guides of the highest good of all. So the next thing I do is I actually take a lot of salt baths. And this is a fantastic method for clearing negative energy from the body and the mind. Now, not a lot of people know this, but salt is actually a natural purifier and it's been used for centuries in various spiritual and healing practices. So when the salt is dissolved in the water, it actually creates a protective energy field around the body that can block out negative energy and prevent it from penetrating the aura or energy field. Plus, let's be real, baths are just soothing and relaxing and they feel good. So you couple that with the protective element of salt and you have a win-win for self-care. So the last thing I do to clear negative energy is I cut energetic cords. And that just means that you're basically cutting ties to negative energy that's holding you back. So energetic cords are connections that we can create with other people or situations. And these connections can sometimes drain our energy or cause us to feel emotionally attached. So if you've ever felt yourself becoming attached to someone or something, you probably have an energetic cord tangled up in there somewhere. So cutting energetic cords daily helps us to release those attachments and to stand in our power. And it's really easy to do. So I actually do this when I'm in the shower. I just visualize that I'm holding an energetic sword and I just cut through all of the energetic cords that are coming out of me, right? And I always say, release this attachment with love. So it's not like it's an aggressive sword fight, but just a healthy detachment from the person or situation. So I want to thank you so much for watching or listening wherever you're consuming this. And if you enjoyed today's content, I'd love it if you liked, subscribed, left a comment or a review. It would mean the world to me. Until next time, see ya.